0: Every state in the nation was confronted with learning loss after the pandemic experience and classrooms being closed down for extended periods of times. Most of them got oodles, millions and millions of dollars in federal COVID aid to try to defeat that learning loss and make a comeback. So how did they do? Well, the folks at Harvard and Stanford have crunched the numbers using uh, scholastic tests and have found that when it comes to bouncing back, Michigan got very little bounce at all. Thomas Kane is faculty director of the Center for Education Policy Research at Harvard University and joins us with those findings. Uh, Thomas Kane, welcome to JR. Morning. Good, good morning. So, in terms of coming back, just kind of state the equation for us: how deep was our hole, and how much have we been able to dig ourselves out of it? Have we, are we back to where are our kids back to where they should be?
1: So, so they're not. Back to where uh, Michigan kids were in 2019, uh, b- before the pandemic, and in in fact, in some communities, the losses um, were were startlingly large. So, uh, for instance, in Lansing, um, Detroit, uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Dearborn, the losses were you know more than three quarters of a of a school year. Th- there were actually some communities I was surprised to see on on the list too. Uh, Ann Arbor and Portage also lost saw you know large losses during the pandemic. Yeah, eighty
0: percent of a grade level in math.
1: Right, which is which is startling. Now the last year, so what's new about this report is we, we took a look at so what happened during the recovery and. Some districts uh did make uh you know s- some substantial improvements uh last year uh, so for instance Detroit, Dearborn both you know improved by you know m- more than say a a quarter of a of a year's worth of of growth j- just in that in that one year which means basically kids learned you know so if they gained a quarter of a grade level in a single year what that means is kids learned 125 percent of of what they normally would learn but a lot of communities still remain you know far behind and the the important thing is there's about eight months of this federal um, money left so so districts have about eight months in which to to spend the remaining money. And it's really important for parents to find out whether or not their child is behind grade level, Um, find out this spring so that you have time to sign up for uh, summer learning this summer before the federal money runs out. Thomas, when
0: you talk about the uh, other states that maybe have done uh, better than Michigan, did did they shut their schools down because Michigan shut our schools down for quite a while? Did that play a part in that?
1: So, um, so the, the one state that, so there's one state whose mean achievement is back above 2019 levels and that is, um, that's Alabama. And, but even in Alabama, um, not everybody is back to 2019 levels. Uh, um, you know Montgomery for instance is still about a half a grade level uh uh behind where where they themselves were in, in 2019 so um and Alabama had their schools closed for for less time so so there there's clearly part of this was the school closures but but i think you know whether we agreed with them or not um public officials are you know made these decisions about uh keeping schools closed and um and now we're seeing that it's poor kids uh low income communities for the most part that are paying the price for these public health measures that that were taken on all of our behalfs and so it's just it's super important to, that um that communities use these last 8 months with the uh, with the federal dollars to help as many kids catch back up as possible and i mean the, the sad truth is a lot of districts have not been keeping parents informed there're a lot of parents out there that who think their child is on grade level um who are not on grade level and and so School districts need to inform parents this spring before the summer comes around whether or not uh, their kid is is behind grade level, so that they can sign up for some learning this summer or advocate for, you know, uh, tutors or after school programs or, or or other kinds of, of things.
0: Thomas, that was going to be my question. With these eight months left and the money sitting there, what could parents and school districts do to sort of increase the learning when it comes to reading and math?
1: Jamie, thanks for asking that question because the options have narrowed considerably. School districts can do three things. Number one, they can let parents know this spring if their kids are behind grade level so that parents can sign up for summer learning this summer that's one number two under these federal budget rules districts can't spend the money on their own um employees salaries after september but they can spend the money on contracts for things like tutors um and after school programs and so um and so Districts can extend the recovery into next year, and a lot of these communities around Michigan will need uh, the help next year. But the only way they can do it is by contracting um, for, you know, tutoring, after school, uh, other other kinds of of services Mm -hmm. um, next year.
0: Uh, Final question for you, Thomas Kane. It's a simple one. You say here between 2022 and 23 – Statewide achievement rose by an anemic 7% of grade level in math and 1% in reading, and that is in spite of all the dollars thrown at the problem. So I guess my question is, why? Why weren't these uh, extra dollars getting any kind of result? Why was it so much worse in Michigan than in other states? Do we know? And why should we be confident that even if we try to get our kids into one of these programs— that it will raise the level of achievement given the poor bounce back we've had thus far.
1: Well, so we, I'm sure there'll be a lot of work in the next year to trying to figure out why there, the communities have, that have not seen um, much bounce back. Why? One possible reason uh, that, that we'll be investigating is student absenteeism. So, student absenteeism is way up since the pandemic. I don't actually have the data right in front of me for uh, Michigan on student absenteeism, mm-hmm. but I'm sure like the rest of the country it is it is elevated. Frantic. And and for for parents to remember when when a when a child is is out of school, obviously they miss that day. But then when they get back to school, they're sort of not they're a little bit behind so they're maybe getting 70% of what what the teacher is teaching that day right the first day back and then the next day maybe they're getting 80% but but the point is when you lose a day of school you actually lose more than a day of learning and and it's also disruptive for the other students in, in class mm-hmm. if there if a teacher is you know having to reteach material, uh, constantly because a lot of kids are out. So it could, uh, we don't know exactly what has been, uh, a barrier, but, but I suspect one of the factors is going to be, it will be absenteeism. Chronic absenteeism. I, yeah. Yes. And, and by the way, this is something that organizations outside of schools, mayors, uh, other community organizations can help with, uh, the, you know, so a mayor, most mayors can't teach Algebra one, but a mayor can try to help get the word out about absenteeism and try to right. try to promote um, regular school attendance in their community. Use,
0: use that bully poll, but we should point out that this is the Center for Education Policy Research at Harvard University, and they do have a district-by-district breakdown for Michigan districts that they analyze so you can see how your specific district is doing. Thomas Kane, thank you so much for the time and the research and effort that was put into this.
1: Well, thanks for, for focusing on this issue.
0: All right. Take care. When we come back, uh, the firestorm against the social media platforms yesterday, what might it yield? Will we see any improvement? That's next on JR Morning. We know that change is more reliable energy for homes and businesses all across Michigan, and consumers' energy knows keeping the lights on is priority number one. And from tree trimming to bearing lines to new technology, they do have a strategic plan for fewer and shorter outages. Now, last year, they cleared branches from more than 7,000 miles of power lines. They replaced poles with sturdier materials that can withstand higher winds. They also added smart technology to make sure that, that if there is an outage, other power is instantly transmitted and redirected to where that outage is. They've got this reliability roadmap, and they are working it every day toward a day when even the worst storm does not affect more than 100,000 customers and that all customers are back on in 24 hours. Consumers Energy, a force of change, a force for you.